Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality gate. Let's love. Oh, I love it. It's just me. It's the perfect show. Oh. Well, that ended. You need the microphone, asshole. <laughs> you just can't talk in space, fine. and a magic microphone comes up to you to organize my my. my Y'all, this is happily ever after. Am I gonna? Is there a lot of room on this side part, of me? Who cares? Part do. Part do. There's enough room. It's fine. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. If this is intimate portrait, you're watching us. You're right watching now. us right now. We got our coffee. Poodle's knees do look bruised. <laughs> I don't know why, but they always people, look rude. People love to comment they, on it. They They're always like, what look happened rude. to your knees? Y'all, they just always look like that. Well, if I'm, they don't always look like that. If I've been down on my knees, like, insert thing here, um, I've been putting together furniture, I've been putting together bookcases, so I'm, my knees are going to look a little bit bruised. And they're not bruised from you. Putting your knees on your tile floor while two men are in your bathtub, <laughs> slapping your face with dicks. Possibly. Like, like that thing you play in a carnival. <laughs> What's it called? Whack-a-mole. <laughs> They're just playing boop, whack-a-mole boop, boop, with their dicks boop, in your face. Boop, 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 boop. You're just trying to get them all. Ah, ah, I ah. want a prize. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I can't. I gotta, and you know my what? coffee. That game's rigged, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Everyone wins. Y'all, this is season six, episode four, Damage Control. Damage Control. Part two, we're talking about, who are we even talking about this episode? I don't uh, even remember. The, the Joby and Yara. I think it's um, in the order, right? Natalie no, and Michelle. I saw Natalie and Michelle. Uh, Natalie and Mike. Uh, uh, Tiffany. 
and Brendan and Julia. Brent. So who do you want to start with? Some Google? like four boring people. Let's start. Who do you want to start with? I'll let do you we have two. announcements? <gasps> Extreme <laughs> Sisters. Poodle actually liked this episode. Okay. I will say this was the best episode that we've done. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think this is the best episode that we've recorded. Mostly because I had fun. I had several theories that kind of blew my mind that came to me while watching this episode. Um, things that aren't... Stop, stop mugging to the camera. I was right. Where's You're that, not right. Where's that pillow? It's still disgusting. Where's that pillow? I'm, I'm less... Now that I know the Aussie twins are insufferable and awful. They are awful. Uh, it, it's helpful that I, now I, I don't feel a lot of sympathy for them. Are you comfortable? Do you need In, a pillow? I want to do a dance. I was right. Do you need a pillow? I, I, I was right. I was right. <laughs> Love extreme sisters. Where did you get that from? <laughs> you know what? I have. It's 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 a shame. I have instruments around my apartment <laughs> and musical instruments. Like if you, <laughs> y'all, if you're a gay man and you don't have like. If you don't have a tambourine in your apartment or, what the or a recorder, don't wake up. <laughs> don't wake up in the morning. <laughs> I feel like I just don't exist anymore. Oh, exactly. Don't exist Missing anymore. Um, Let me read. Y'all, we're just going to say this. The Extreme Sisters, there's bonkers. now a psychic mom who reads tea leaves. There's another mom who's naked in a hot tub. That oh. it's, it's good. It's good. It's good, it's good right? right? It's good. Um, we're even thinking of doing, we're scheduling a collab with our friend Chris Ferrer, YouTuber friend who does 90 Day. Y'all, if you're not watching Chris Ferrer's uh, YouTube oh. 90 Day Fiance, they're pretty fucking funny. They're, they're very funny. Chris Ferrer's, Chris Ferrer's the only person we've shared a stage with uh, in Cabaret Gay. Mm-hmm. And, well, a couple, but they're very good friends. But we kind of regretted it because she started getting a lot of laughs. And yeah, we, we didn't really love that. And didn't like, and we were less funny. No. <laughs> and she did. She's also one of the few people who made me break on stage. She's a little more talented than us, but that's, <laughs> that's but she's true. a good she's a good person, and we're okay with it. Yeah. So um, she's very yes. talented. So we're gonna do that collab. Um, I don't think oh, maybe we, this week we've got new merch week. coming. New merch next is, week. <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> Just waiting for if that you're new waiting merch. for your. I, I've also had been contacted about talking about sugar babies and uh, our conversation the other day. Me being a sugar baby, and I think I said, and now I'm a vinegar baby. <laughs> we, we, we we've had we've had merch asking about vinegar baby merch. <laughs> Remember, y'all, all the proceeds of that merch that you purchase goes towards the charity. Um, yeah, and this this month we're talking about uh, Siwa International, right? Uh, is that how you say yes, it? Yes, Siwa International. Um, it's we, still. It's, I was like, wait, what month is it? It's still is, May. It's still May. Siwa International for help at the uh, pandemic in India. We've raised over four thousand dollars. Yes. Now a lot of that is because once we raised fifteen hundred, a sissy donated fifteen hundred of her own money. But still, four thousand dollars. That's yep. pretty. So thank y'all. Seaway International is almost directly involved with getting oxygen on yes. the ground. That that's the biggest problem right now. So when you um, buy a T-shirt, so air, we don't get that money. It goes the, all the proceeds goes towards. So the when you buy your new vinegar baby, so t-shirt. when you when you buy your lib laugh lube pillow, <laughs> you're helping people get oxygen. You're helping people. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah. I don't think we have any other announcements. Uh, no, I don't think they. Ninety Day Caribbean loves coming. We're going to recap it. Don't <gasps> mention that. 
That's, that's not coming until June, July. If you haven't watched the tell-all of the single life... Oh, what are you doing with your life? It's worth the $5. It's the best tell-all in years. It's the worth... It's worth the five dollars on Discovery Plus, y'all. I hate to say it. I agree. Anyway, all right, everybody, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Um, who? Oh no, who are we gonna do? First? Jovi and Yara. Okay, we're doing this in order. Jovi, Jovi, child. Uh, Jovi, child. You got the baby. You got the baby. Jovi. When you when you do it, you got the baby. It sounds worse. When you do it, it sounds Caribbean. No, no, Joby, Joby, shy. You go, you go, go down to the bayou. You go have the sabuda. We go have the shrimpy. No, it's the oh, crawfishy. No, there's no e at the end, oh. like Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on. Don't do accents. <laughs> Yours are bad. <laughs> I at least know mine are woefully, woefully in, inadequate. Yours are just really bad. And also because they're just not right. <laughs> I thought it translated. Um, so they're down. They have a lunch on the water, y'all. Everybody love the water. The, the water. What happened? I don't even remember. They're having lunch on the water. Yeah. And, uh, and Yara is feeling... Joby says that Yara is being overprotective of of Mila, which is yes. I do love the name Mila. Um, Beautiful baby, and she has this little cute little pouty lips. Like Yara, Yara can't keep her hands off the baby, um, which I was like, this is normal for a new mom. I mean, isn't the baby like a week old? I don't mm, or two weeks old, maybe, maybe two weeks old. Uh, it's a very small baby, and then. Joby's like breastfeed in public. Is that legal? Is that even legal? Can you, can you do that in public? No. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, know if that's even legal. I know. <laughs> now Yara's like, I don't want her to grow up. I, she won't grow up without me. I would never let her do what I did and come to. I would never country. send her into no. her country. Jovi. Basically, we're setting up this dynamic of Jovi wants his own time. We never got to go to the newlywed stage. No, we never, never got to go to the stage. And he's stressed. What all this is is that he's stressing out that he's going to be leaving. Yeah. And what you know what this really is? He worries he's going to leave for two months to go to work. Yara's going to bond with the baby more. Uh, yeah. And then he's going to come back and Yara's not going to care about him. I see that because he's an only child. Or maybe he's not an only child. I don't know. But that's what all of it is. He was adopted. By the way, he worry, he just worries that he's not going to be loved. I can see that. Um, I put a stamp on that. I want to say he does say, and Yara, uh, Yara, you know we can't have sex because she just uh, had a baby go through her vagina. It was <laughs> it just, very. It just throws that out there. I'm, I'm like, like, yes, that happened. <laughs> we can't have sex because uh, he just had a baby go through her. Everything is a little teachery because you know we can't have sex is, because he just had a baby. She just had a baby go through her vagina. Because I inserted my penis back and forth, and then, back and forth in and her then vagina, back and forth to and make I, a baby, and I spooched my, I, I ejaculated, ejaculated my inside of her, created a baby, and then nine months later, the baby grew, and then it came out through came her vagina. Through her I don't know if y'all know that, but it came out through her vagina. Yeah, can't have sex in there. It was just very just like, can't have sex because uh, babe went through her vagina. Um, and I, yeah, I did you? I did, was kind of shocked by that. I was not shocked, but I was just. It was a weird thing to it say. It was a weird thing to say. <laughs> and also, you could have just said, "We can't have sex," because obviously she's just giving birth. Or what um, if? What if you? The baby kept her vagina. Or what if you don't even talk about that your you sex. can't have sex right now? <laughs> 
because your wife just had a baby. Maybe just, not think about you. You just say, this is a way, and maybe the producers, but I think it was did. this way of like, Jovi can only feel intimacy with his wife whenever he fucks her. So now what's he going to do? I, oh, poor man. Can't I have sex. don't think this storyline is very full of um, interest. So we're going to have to create it. Pro- uh, I do. I, yeah, I do think, though, that there is. I do think Yara is stressed out about having a baby on her own. Oh, yeah. I'd be terrifying. Leaving. So I'm more interested when they talk about that because that seems more real. Right. Um, um, she's worried about him giving up his party lifestyle. She's she's worried about the baby with with getting in the sun, which is a normal thing. But she's thing. sitting in the, So, like, now it is true, like. They're sitting there trying to have dinner. The baby's in the bassinet. Yeah. Or the stroller or whatever. Yara can't stop staring at the baby. And Jovi's like, well, why don't you just the baby's hold her? Baby's fine. The baby's fine. fine. Just hold her. And then you're not staring at her all the time. And so it's the whole thing of y'all, every new couple. You hold her, she's fine. It, you try to go out when you have a new baby. And it goes horribly. Enjoy lots of shortened meals, Jovi. Yes. Enjoy it, those meals yes. where the baby has a fucking meltdown. Yeah. In the middle of Capri's restaurant. It's yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> when like if uh Poodle and I had something to do, but I was but this is my single days. If Poodle and I had to do a show or a podcast, I had something to do, but I was gonna get fucked earlier. But I didn't want to tell him. It's like he psychically knew and made the podcast <laughs> so much longer. <laughs> and if I told him I had plans, he would say, "Oh, yeah, plans. Oh, yeah, plans. Yeah, plans." And then he'd be like, "And I, then I asked what, what it just, was. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick and pee." And then thirty minutes later, he would come out of the bathroom, and I'm just sitting here waiting. <laughs> And if, but if you would have just told me you wanted to get fucked later, I'd be like, sure. That's true. That's true. So honesty is the best policy. I agree. If, if I told that's him the moral of that story. Yeah, if I told Poodle I was getting fucked, he would say, "Why are you here?" I know. I would say that. I want that for everyone. I do too. <laughs> anyway, um, this baby's gonna fuck things. Little Poodle fucks things up for mom and dad, <laughs> for mother and father Poodle. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> here mama we have to leave (laughs) just screamed actually my mother just my mother did not take me out a lot until i was like understandable like (laughs) understandable and then when i would when i was be around people i was just like people attention show me (laughs) something out of this bubble (laughs) so this brings up they do you think that is it too soon for them to take the baby out? Or I guess that's not for us to say, but, or is it more, should they have gone out without the baby? But I guess, Jared, I, I guess, no, you know what, what I'm really asking? And we don't know because we're not women with children. So sissies come at us. Do you think Yara is too attached? I feel like this is very normal. I thought it was normal. I think asking them to have a normal family lunch about, 10 days or however long after the baby's born is asking too much. I think so too. She's, her head is going to be so not there. She's not even like, if, if, she's not even healed chemically. And she's not going to be ready to leave that baby by herself for a while. Because like Yara says, Yara says, but she's so little, she can, she can't do, 
Yeah. Babies, y'all, the first three months, babies are just fucking lumps on a log. They can't do anything. Like like what I like, I called uh, Sissy's baby a potato who cries. The, they're a potato <laughs> who cries and shits for three months. Yep. There's isn't no personality. Actually, isn't it considered like the fourth trimester? I think it is. The I don't know. The first three months of a baby's life is considered a fourth trimester because they... Great. It's like you're... It's just they're out of your stomach, but they're the same. Not a baby expert here, so... Not same. You know what? I'm not a baby <laughs> not expert. Not claiming to be one. I'm not an expert, but I do know a lot because I always ask my girlfriend's questions because I love it. I love babies. Why don't you have one? I've tried. <laughs> I am I am one of those men. I am jealous that I can never try to breastfeed a baby. I admit it. Well, what do you think about that? It'd be an excuse for your nipples looking that way. <laughs> you know, nobody knows because I haven't shown my nipples during an intimate <laughs> portrait like you have. I have shown one nipple and it was quick. <laughs> It was like if it was if it was had a rating, it would be like an R. I just not an NC seventeen. I just want to say that tear dropped in half after that one. (laughs) Although strangely, we did gain two more, and they've been messaging. They're freaky deaky, (laughs) and um, please stop sending us pictures with ball gags in your mouth. Please stop sending me your panties. Um, (laughs) Yes, so Joey is basically saying um, we need to focus on our relationship. He says, Which is garbage. Well, we get a little bit of context. He's been sleeping in the ri- living room, too. Yeah. So, which I'm like, why are you not sleeping in the bed? Because the baby's up all night. But why don't you get up and help Yar with the baby? That is, that is a good question. Because Although on she- Instagram, this is the thing. This is the hard thing about social media, you guys. On Instagram... There's tons of pictures, and maybe it's because Yara is taking them, of Jovi holding the baby, jo- Jovi sleeping with the baby. She said in the tell-all that Jovi is very involved in the baby's yeah. life. So maybe we're seeing this after the fact, but we're kind of seeing the beginnings of this. We're seeing the beginning, yeah. So and maybe, so maybe, maybe things are different. Maybe it's a happy... You cannot get comfortable <laughs> this it's show. Bad. It's really You're bad. You're like, your pad keeps falling off. Sissy and a drink dick tree. Okay, that, that's better. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, that's nice. Do you need your CBD to calm fine, down? Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> okay. Dad, Dad, Dad. Dad. Speaking of. Are we done with this? Yeah. We are? I'm announcing we're done. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I just, well, no, no. I want to say that Jovi just wants to say, Jovi says she's being a control freak. And she already was anyway, and now it's worse that Mila is born. I again, I'd like to care about this part That's of the storyline, but I think it's all. And then I wrote, up. he goes and meets Chuck, and I realized I think I typed you in the did. wrong spot. You did. Let's move on. Natalie and Mike. Um, this is after she's left the after he left the hotel when she says, "Then maybe not uh, have your friends show them their naked pictures." Naked pictures. And Mike he goes, just, mm. "I'll walk out, mm. leave, mm. leaving." And, and she says, "I did nothing wrong," which she knows is not true because this whole thing of Natalie. She's like. Not, I was like, Natalie, she's always bringing up the past. She's like, I just told him to have like bringing up her past. I just, and so, and she said, he goes back to scream. To scream. 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 <laughs> so he goes back, so he went back to Sequim, so she's going to end up going back there. 
And um, she said, I'm going to see where we stand. So she gets out of the car and y'all like a fucking horrible. He's just like kicking a can around. Horrible sitcom that you're just tired of watching. Mike comes out, hands in his pockets. Shrugging his shoulders. While Natalie, she kind of, I have to visual. (laughs) She's wearing a mask. She is. So you can't see her mouth, but you know that she's just like this. Yeah, and she's doing her like moony little thing. And kind of teetering back and forth. I don't like the way you're acting right now. and It's creeping me out. Take that mask off now. She is blinking her eyes. She's blinking one eye blink away from losing. It, it looks like it looks like she's uh, that the the skunk flower in Bambi. She's like, yeah, y'all. Flower was a big old gay skunk. <laughs> if you if, loved flounder. In, in Bambi, flounder, flounder, flounders in Little Mermaid. In Little Mermaid. Mermaid. If you loved flower, flower, either you are a gay man or you're a woman with lots of gay friends. If you've got a <laughs> yes, if you've got a flower tattoo on your ass right now, <laughs> call me. You're you're getting breeded by like four tops. <laughs> Bread, not breeded. It just That's sounds the past gross. Tense. It just sounds Bread. gross when you said it. <laughs> Wow. Um, the, it's, wow. I like you. But, You're disgusting. But, but breeded doesn't sound bad. You, you were filthy. <laughs> wow. But breeded wow. doesn't sound bad. Can we move on? I'm uncomfortable no, like now. When you, when you say like when you cross, when you breed, when you breed no. a dog, like we bred, we bred two dogs. Oh, no, stop. It's the past tense. You're gross. <laughs> I So I'm gross for knowing the past it's tense It's just the way you say things that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just telling truth. Anyway. I'm a sexual being. So was Flower. (laughs) (laughs) She was. Spraying that skunk juice everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, Mike's like, I didn't like what you said after dinner. And that's why I left. That's why I left. And Nat is like, apologize. You apologize. Apologize. He's He's like, no, you apologize. And he's like, I'm not apologizing. And so we see this moment where, of course, she goes inside herself and just goes, I was wrong. She does it. She goes. <laughs> it's like she has some type of dark knot of the soul that lasts for five seconds. She always does that. I was wrong. And she says, okay, I was wrong. And she's like, I am so always the first person to make an offer because I have to do this with my... Uh, yes, so she's apologizing for something she doesn't feel like she needs to apologize no. for. But she just wants to, I guess, kind of make the piece and move on. And instead, Mike's like, well, maybe I'll accept your apology. Oh, uh, it's so awful. Maybe I'll hoard this over, lord this over well, you. Well, he says, he says, just for clari- clarity, he says... Um, clarity! Uh... I'm I I'm 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 sure I will accept it. He said I'll I will that accept is it. Horrible terminology. I'm sure I'll I will agree. accept it. He probably wouldn't accept her apology till she like put his hairy ass balls in her mouth at the same time. <laughs> I liked it. Y'all because you know Mike wants she, both testicles in she, her mouth. Oh yeah. She's doing this thing, she's like, This is forgiveness dance. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Forgiveness dance. I remember from Act Two of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> That's where they did it. Forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. Forgiveness. 
I miss talking about Tarzel and her hump. Do you? A little bit. Well, I miss talking about the character, not the two the people. Yeah. You really want to talk about Hazel and Tariq? I don't miss them. No, I said I miss talking about Tarzel, the character. I don't miss talking about them at all. Um, so she's like, I'm singing old song. I'm singing old song. And so um, Mike is like, he, he, she says, will you accept my apology? And then Mike says, I'm sure somehow I will. I'm sure I will somehow. Gross. I think, and here's the thing, I can't be continuously shocked by, by him being either apathetic to her and her being, saying she has to be the victim. It's, it is, it, you know what, to quote Natalie, uh, she's, they singing old song. They singing it has old been, song. It has been this way la- all of last season, and they start to get good, they start to kind of be in a good place, and then either she says something or he says something, and it triggers something for both of them, and they... Yep. Uh, anyway. But Mike said, she's a Sour Patch Kid. Sour in the beginning, and sweet in the end. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, did you see that there was some kind of like hamster or guinea pig cage? What? Yes, in his house. What? Yes, it was like a hamster or guinea pig. I need to know more about this. I have a feeling it's probably Natalie's hamster that she'd probably want a, a hamster. Just because she wanted a friend? <laughs> she wants someone who actually reacted to her. In and an and Mike's way. like, we'll give it to the cat or something. No, it's not that. Mike had a hamster. I could see that. Um, Mike, Mike wants to have hamsters kind of like he wants to build a hamster track around his house. Oh, I love so they, those. Around his house? No, I'm just saying so those, you want to be all those. sitting here and have a hamster. No, just right I think that, that's terrifying. I'm saying, as a child, I we I loved making those. We had gerbils. They're just rat furry rats. We had fun with them. Mm-mm. And then my brother fell on mine with his knee and killed it in front of me. Southern wow, stories. Wow, southern story. And actually, he didn't do it in front of me. He told my mother I was playing with him. And I, I fell on him and I killed him. How am, Jake's going to hate me. He was right. <laughs> and that's what's wrong well, no, 30 my, years later. My, they, they basically, I think they made up a story and did not tell me my brother had killed my gerbil. When did you find out? Um, like he'd passed away or something. No, when did you find out your brother had killed the gerbil? Uh, like a year or so later. By then I didn't care really. <laughs> you did because you're still I talking about, about it. I was upset about it. I was, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of like <laughs> emotional about it now, more from his reaction. That's sweet that he was worried about what you thought of him. He loves you. Uh, he knew I would rain blows upon him. Yeah, he was scared. <laughs> he was scared, y'all. As I, as I would just, broom, broom, broom. Um, where were we talking about? By the way, have gerbils? you ever seen? I used to love the Rosie O'Donnell show. Have you ever seen the Rosie O'Donnell clips of whenever they made it? They used to make like weird, weird desks for her for different charities. And one time they made a desk. <laughs> I can barely they, remember the Rosie they, O'Donnell show. They made a desk for her that was a gerbil track, and it was in the desk, and she was. Freaked Hor- out, horribly freaked out. So she would be in the middle of the show, like <laughs> she's like. Next up, we have Broadway. Star- <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. 
Remember how that show was like the standard of oh, a talk show? It was such a good talk show. I never really watched. I didn't, but loved I, it. But as a child, I didn't watch talk shows like you did. Not familiar, because normally kids don't Not do fam- that. Familiar, yeah. Watched them all. Used to record them on the same tape. Did you really? Oh yeah, I'd record Oprah. So when I'd come home, yeah. I used to sit and watch Oprah, and then I would pause it before Oprah would ask a question. I would ask a question and see if I asked the same one Oprah did. Things are getting quiet because <laughs> that's not normal. But then I learned I don't need to ask the same questions as Oprah. I can ask my own questions. That's why I wanted to be a host. That's why I want to have a talk show one day. Your story has become tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Let's to move on. I would love to have a talk show now. You know how Ellen has Twitch, who's like a DJ and does fun. I would I'm have not you, your DJ. I would have you, but just kind of in a cage, just throwing <laughs> shit at me during the show, and I'd have to dodge. I'm it. not your fucking DJ. <laughs> I'm not your DJ who's going to go right, boss. <laughs> Every time you make a joke, I'm not your fucking band leader. <laughs> Who's going to go, yes, great one. <laughs> Near. No. I'm going to be, I, the most I would be was Andy Richter throwing shade at you the whole time. That's fair. Um, fair. Yeah, I watched a lot of Salad Jesse Raphael, too. Wow. Wanted a pair of red glasses. I we found, need to keep going. I found, I, this is getting into a weird area. Uh, uh, um. Uh, the Metzers had a garage sale and they had some red glasses and I bought them for like 50 cents, just like plastic red glasses that were reading glasses. And I popped the lenses out and I'd pretend to be Sally Jesse And Raphael. you wore them in front of your father? No, never. And he clutched his chest? No, I put them. I, isn't it ironic that I hid everything in my closet? <laughs> <laughs> your closet of shame. Your yes. mother's shoes. Yes. Your Oprah, your Cabbage Patch dolls. <laughs> my list, yes. My My Little Ponies. Oh, wow. You had those too? Yeah, uh-huh. I think I was allowed to have those, but we kept them at my grandmother's house. <laughs> my grandmother's house was your closet. Yeah. Um, we need to move on. I'm, we're in a weird area. This is off the rails. I feel like grandmother's closet would be the name of a store that you would work at. <laughs> and it's just sell things either with lace or like... Yeah, Rats. I think Dee Dee Rivette definitely owns the grandmother's <laughs> closet. <laughs> wow, uh, where are two we? for one, uh, uh, two for one mothballs. Um, um, so they're going to go to Oklahoma in a couple of days. They're going to go in to see uh, Mike's uh, mother, uh, not his father, who perished in a butter accident. He was churning and yearning and churning and yearning till he died. You know, I want to know what song that comes from because you're never singing the same pitch as I am. And I'm outlining a 5-7 chord and I don't know what you're doing. We need to go over it so it can be right. There's no right to it. it just, yes, there's a right. We should, we should listen to the first episode when I sang it and that's what we should sing. No, I think I, that's what I did listen, and it was. It's not that you keep changing it. This is the textbook definition of gaslighting. You keep changing what you're doing, and I'm just trying to say what's right. 
Because right is a thing and right in music should be right because it's the same thing. (laughs) This is off the rails. Did you notice he calls his mother Punkasaurus? Yeah. I just think it was a strange thing. So I again, you guys, we we did find out it's that a, Mike's mother, is, his father is still alive, but he's very, very, uh, very, very connected to his mother. Yes, red flag, red flag, like this I, one. What did I, like this? <laughs> what did I write? My mom told me to be, and I wrote, what is that word? Cautious. Oh, cautious. <laughs> now, I, 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 re- I just read, this is the worst game of Wheel of Fortune ever. It was just missing an S. I typed the word C-A-T-I-O-I-U. Cat- cautious. Cautious, yeah. Um, about Natalie. Yes, he said, but he says about his mom, I don't know what's exactly going through my mom's mind. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Because she fucking told you, and y'all talk every day on the way to work. You know At 4.10 a.m. I don't know. Is 4.10 her time? His time, because he goes to work early. So that's going to be 6, 6 a.m. her time. Still early. Yeah. They talk every day. That's fucked up. I don't talk to my mother every day. Can you imagine me talking to my mother at 4.10 in the morning? Uh, I can barely imagine you existing on this earthly plane. At I know. I like. I'd, I kind of feel like after like between 1 and 9.30 a.m., <laughs> your body leaves this <laughs> astral plane and goes somewhere else. Because you can't get poodle at those times. I, you know, I don't, if we do a I, show and we have a 6 a.m. I don't call, believe that 4.30 is a time. Yeah. I think it's just... You, it hits like two somewhere around two a.m. or three a.m. Uh, then time stops and it becomes goes, six a.m. again. Exactly. Nine a.m. I've never been really aware at those times, so I don't think they exist. It's like when dogs are asleep; they're just like, "Oh, it's a new world! It's a new world! <laughs> hey, hey, let's chase you!" Um. So, I yeah, big reflex. So. Um, she, they're gonna go see his mom. We also find they're him, talking to her. He was an only child. He said, that "Shocker!" He was a moose, and said, "Wasn't gonna have any more kids after she pushed him out." Again, I don't think that's just the reason. But lots of talks of women and birth and babies this episode. I don't think that's just the reason. I think she only had enough room in her heart for one son. Yeah. Um, there's no shame in that either. They're talking like on a Skype call right now, by right. the way. And so, um, and she said that, uh, she's like, is Natalie excited? And she's like, she's excited and nervous. And she's like, well, I don't need no bad stuff happening when you're down here. Yeah. I don't need no bad stuff. I don't know. Stuff. I'm not going to, I don't need no bad stuff. And, and, and the mom says the classic, <clears throat> I don't know her. How could I hate her? Right. Oh, Y'all, I hate a lot of people I don't know. <laughs> a, a, a mother does not need to know someone no. to hate them for no. their son. No. Um, no. So Mike says, uh, you're going to get some tofurkey for her. You know, she doesn't eat poultry. She only eats fish. And then mom takes out, shows her incisors and says, 
Well, we can go get a water moccasin down there out of the river. That was, I was like, whoa! There are a lot of water moccasins in Oklahoma. Um, I've never heard of someone actually cooking one. <laughs> I think they're poisonous. They're very no, poisonous. No, I'm saying the meat of it might be poisonous. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. If, well, people eat rattlesnake. That's true. I think maybe the venom's like in sacks. But you know what? Kind of like ball sacks, but in a snake uh, where they I've, just go. I'm 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 using a new I'm using a new term, and it says I'll need to do some more research before I have an opinion about <laughs> okay. this. Wow, <laughs> that no, not familiar a, to that. I had a sissy. I had a sissy send me because I'm always saying I'm not sure about that. <laughs> that's uh, the things about where I'm not going to have an opinion. I'm like I'll need to do some more research before I can have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how long that's going to last. Now, he asked mom, he said, but mom, are you going to be on your best behavior? Probably not. Probably not. And She's just as sour as he is. He's the same person. They're I know. Both just, and they're Awful. both gaslighting fucks. And listen, y'all, we kind of like the Oprah, Oklahoma Oprah. <clears throat> no more. Everything turned for me, and I'm going to tell you why. Because... Mike's mom saying, well, she's coming for Thanksgiving. We're going to make turkey, macaroni and cheese, stuffing. But you are not from Oklahoma if you call dressing. stuffing. I think, no, I think, I think she, they're, they're not from Oklahoma. So I think she is an immigrant. Well, she hasn't learned the ways of the state she's <laughs> from. It's called. You need to assimilate. In Oklahoma, it's called dressing. dressing. Maybe if you're in dressing. Tulsa. They're a little different. I never knew. I thought that there were two different things. I thought growing they were, up. Me too. Because um, we had dressing uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, and I saw a stuffing mix, and I was like, "Oh, that's a different thing." I that's, thought that's a different. I thought, that's a. And then when I heard people say, "Oh, we're making my aunt's stuffing recipe," and I go, "Oh, the stuff in the um, like the like the." The Partridge Farm stuffing mix that you see in the grocery store. And I thought they did that because I thought stuffing was like a technique to cook the bird. And I know it, they put it. It is. That's what the name comes But I thought it was like the way like some people have fried turkey. Some people have smoked turkey. Like we cooked our turkey in the oven with dressing and they cooked it with stuffing. But it was like a whole different, it was just not a family technique. And then I found out that they were the same thing. Same Same thing. Same thing. Same. Um, I, I, I'm, I think it's a very common thing about growing up in the South. Where is Mike's family from? I, I don't to Google, know. but I didn't care that much. <laughs> well, I guess they relocated after the butter accident. Um, that, <laughs> that just threw them. They left Tillamook, Oregon quickly. <laughs> quickly. They left Lando Lakes in Minnesota very soon. Um... So, uh, that's basically all I have about those two. Me I, too. I can't believe we still have to cover them again this season. <sighs> it, it feels like an offense to me <laughs> that I feel sad to talk about them. I kind of don't mind anybody else. I don't, I don't mind. Actually, I mind Julian Brandon because I think it was too early. We, we've said that all, yeah. all long. I and, am happy to talk about Tiffany and Ronald. Me too. Um, I don't know if I'm happy. I, I think it's. Worth talking about. It's just been a. It's been a hot minute. It has. That's been a long. It's been a long, a long time. So, y'all, Tiffany. It's a very short segment. Tiffany is. It is a short segment to her new apartment. And 
I don't know what you're doing, but you, we got to take a commercial break. Okay. We're going to talk about Tiffany and Ronald when we get back. Okay. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. 
so catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens Christina! Christina! Bring me the axe Does Bring anyone- does anyone ever say that to you, Christina? What's that from? Christina, bring me the axe. What's that from? Mommy Dearest. I'm kidding. When she's... It's if a you haven't watched Mommy it's Dearest... It's a very gay thing. So if I ever... If, I'm, <laughs> if I ever so... Christina, to you, it's that. I'll send you the scene. Bring I, me the axe. I think she's gay enough that she knows. You'll enjoy. It's um, like when I say, Poodle, bring me the lube. <laughs> Are we rolling? We're rolling. Oh, God. Left a good job in the city. And we rolling. 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 I was doing a harmony. Oh, I was going to be the backup to your okay. Tina. Roll. You don't can't just switch halfway through. <laughs> I'm calling it, I'm calling it done. <laughs> you ruined it. Rolling on a river. Left a good job in the city. Work 
working for the man every night and day. And I never thought the man would sleep and worry about the way they might have it. Now, we go, we'll keep on turning. Oh, Mary, keep on turning. And we're rolling, 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 rolling on the river. happened i don't know no more tambourines wow that did something to me that, that <laughs> like lit a fire in you and you it's like somebody put a, a roman candle in your asshole and you just went we, that you started can, with the tambourine we can't have it out. that it can never happen things. again ever i am so sorry oh, i hurt my leg from slapping it <laughs> wow you know, whoever we hire as our band leader better be able to roll with shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Severinsen's dead. Yeah, true. So we need somebody. Stephen Foster's not going to do it. <laughs> whatever He's... his name is. Uh, the one that married Catherine McPhee. Oh, David Foster. <laughs> David, what did I say? Stephen Foster, <laughs> who wrote Beautiful Dreamer. <laughs> Beautiful dreamer. No, no, no. David Foster. Did he write like my old Kentucky yes, home? Yes. We wow. can't afford David Foster. We can't. We can't really afford to say his name. So. We can't. <laughs> we can't. Good for you, Catherine McPhee, for knocking that down. Oh, I even got a kid from it too. She, you're. She's never gonna have to worry about money again. Never. Um. Anyway. Uh, so where were we? <laughs> where were we until I was transported somewhere? Y'all, Tiffany's got a new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's shoulders McGee. By the way, <sighs> Tiffany, I think Tiffany might listen to our show, or I think, or someone's telling her, or someone's telling, because she's embracing her shoulders, and I'm. Here for it. She said, living this cutaway, she's like, they made me change after this. Because she was wearing something so they, only had one you, shoulder. Could, it was only one shoulder. She's aware. I'm she's telling aware. you, Tiffany needs to make her own fucking clothing line. I bet she's fashionable. I bet she could do it. Oh, yeah. She's. Yeah. I, they so, sell that someone, at Nordstrom. Someone said this, and I've just got to say it with Tiffany. It's like Tiffany is the is the woman who really seems like has got her head on straight and got everything together, but has made so many bad decisions about men. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, and I I pray for her to get clarity about this whole Ronald situation. You know, I think that's such a good distinction as we're talking about her. I know it's nails because I think that's a lot of people we know in our lives and even have experienced personally in that. You think you're a somewhat intelligent person. You know she seems people. like she's got it together. You make good. You're good parents. You're good at your business. Yeah. Like you make money. You're. But when it she comes, stands up for herself. When it yeah. comes to that dick, that girthy South African D. It's just bad. Bad South African dick. South African dick. Dick. No, not Scottish. South African dick. <laughs> but we've all been there. I mean, look, you were a manager of a gay bookstore, <laughs> which was hard to do. You ran the store very well. I'm serious. You yeah. were a good manager. Think about the guys you were fucking and dating while you were a oh. manager of a bookstore. Wow. Like, 
Now I'm rethinking all my choices. Uh, I mean, if, if, <laughs> if you were a woman and lots, could have gotten pregnant, lots of servers, you would still be dealing with your bad choices. Lots but, of servers slash strippers slash they did porn, porn slash drug addicts and, slash and look, we can't with their judge parents. Tiffany because we never could. We get are pregnant. Tiffany. We just took a. We could take a pill to get rid of our problems. It's true, and it was antibiotic. But Tiffany gave birth in a stall. Exactly. <laughs> like the she didn't Mary. even know. You know what? I just realized. Who? Wait. I'd be interested. Y'all come at us in a poll. If Poodle and I could get pregnant, which <laughs> one of us would have a baby like Tiffany and not know it? Would you or me? Probably me. It would be you. <laughs> okay. I'm just. Wait, you've solved the poll. <laughs> no, no need for a poll. No need for a poll. Probably me. Because how many times I'm like. like my stomach is. <laughs> I ate something. <laughs> oh, I've really got to poop. <laughs> that would be you. That would be you. You would never. And I'm serious. You would. And someone's go like, your, "Is your stomach still bothering?" Yeah, I need to go to the doctor. I'll do it after I finish this gig. Yeah, that's that's brutal. <laughs> I'll do it after. I've got to get through this rehearsal of or this yeah. production of Into the Woods. And, and then I'm I'll really, go to the I'm really gaining weight. I need to get need to get on that too. And then opening night would come. You wouldn't be there because you will be having a baby in the hospital. No, I I've had the baby in intermission. And <laughs> No, you One can't keep me away. Go- <laughs> the, the actual child. Yes, the, actual the actual child in Act 2. That goes, <laughs> it's baby. You're like, sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. Mother, can I <laughs> This show's off the rails. It all started with singing Tina Turner. <laughs> Anyway, let's. We are all uh, Tiffany. So if you're judging Tiffany, yeah, well, hold that stone. I think it's, but she's. I feel she, like she's, she's better, but she's I, still. I would only judge her about taking Daniel to South Africa. Yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, I would have done that. Anyway, so I, I wrote down also. It's sad to see Daniel pulled into their conflicts, and uh, because <sighs> Daniel, Daniel loves Ronald. He loves. But him. actually, he he. Daniel loves the person he thinks Ronald is. And I'm going to tell you now, Daniel, and everybody else who likes Ronald, Ronald's a a, a self-aggrandized boor. He is the loudest person in the room. He is uh, the most arrogant person in the room, always. Uh, Wait, he's, as I said before, I was talking about about him. Ronald's a boor, but he's also a boar. He's also a Dutch settler in South Africa. (laughs) Wow. That was nerdier, maybe. I'll explain than it your, to you about it. That was nerdier than your 5 4 joke. <laughs> People came at me and loved it. They, they, you know what? They did love that joke. Yeah, very small amount of people. It was like three people. Yeah, maybe and, five. So she is in love with her new apartment. They don't have furniture and they're putting together this bed. And Daniel's like, this would be easier if dad was here. Yeah, a lot would a, a lot more would be happening if dad more like your mom and your dad would be shouting at each other and screaming because they yeah. fight. They fight. Their fights are awful. Remember some of some of them see yeah. how they talk to one another is so it makes me uncomfortable. I just wish it's going to be hard for Daniel because this y'all this is 
I wish that Daniel could like grow up and be, I, I almost hope that he's gay and Tiffany will just calm him and do his makeup. He'll do yeah. drag. Like that's the relationship. She'd be need. a very supportive gay mom. She would be the best mom to a gay kid. And also she's look his, his grandma's already halfway to a drag queen. It's <laughs> she is. And you know what? I saw an Instagram video of Tiffany without makeup and Daniel and her really look a lot alike. I'm sure Daniel, Tiffany's gorgeous. Daniel would be a gorgeous drag. I'm I telling agree. you. Let's not put anything on Daniel well, because I don't, he's a 10-year-old boy. No, it's not. But it's just, man, this is going to suck for I know. him. So, uh, he's going to have a lot of issues with men. He's already, um, uh, he sees uh, Daniel's room and, and Ronald's like, uh, you got to, supposed to keep it tidy, my boy. Um, already. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, Dad, you're not here. I'm like, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. So, Daniel, sorry, Ronald starts in saying, looks like you bought a lot of furniture. First thing. Starts in. Y'all, this is someone who's not sending any money. Not sending him any money. Or providing for his daughter. And Daniel, the thing is what Daniel is showing. Daniel is showing on the computer so Ronald is taking something very innocent of Daniel saying, hey, look at all the stuff we bought. I want to show you our home mm-hmm. and show you your home. I w- and so he takes a computer around and shows Ronald all this. Ronald sees it as an attack And on Ronald him. makes that about him. Because he thinks in, in his kind of like misogynistic uh, uh, male chauvinist life and, and just, just because the culture he grew up in. He is just so he he's he's it's eating him up inside that he cannot provide, even yes. though he doesn't really. Even though part of him won't let him do it. Yes. Um. And he because he's also been babied by that mother of his, so he's also really had to never do anything. Yeah. We, we saw how she treats him when you when your <clears throat> when your mother doesn't have consequences after you pawned her fridge. <laughs> You in trouble, girl. Um, um, and so he even says, like, wow, look at everything. It's such a big bed. And she said, well, I had to get a big bed for us. And he's right. like, for us? And Tiffany is still like, I'm, Tiffany basically says, like, I'm making this home for us. And I'm I, the- and I, she's like, I canceled the tickets so, so I, uh, I, I could buy this stuff. And he said, you canceled the tickets so you could spend money. And she was like, Oh, hell no. Honestly, if I was Tiffany, she should make that place a home. She should make it a home for her and Daniel. It, that's it. And Carly. And Carly, yes. And then if Ronald shows up, great, great. We'll, we'll buy a bigger bed. But Tiffany, <clears throat> you make that home for you. And you know what? He'll either drop out or he'll get his shit together yep. and get it fucking done. And what's worse is she goes on the attack because when she feels hurt... She goes on the attack, and she's like, how are you a man? How are you a man who can be okay God. with me? And that, which is the worst thing to say it's the worst to thing a man to say to like him. Ronald. Who already feels like less of a man. Yeah. yeah. They're so bad for one another. She's like, how are you a man who does nothing for me <sighs> yeah. and you still want more? They're horrible and for I each know, other. And I know it's, like, it's, it's easy for us to quarterback their relationship, but... I, I hope that when she can look back with clearer eyes and say, boy, God, the signs were there. They were there. Yeah. I guess you think Tiffany's a subscriber because she went, they were there. <laughs> they, were, they were there. <laughs> I was kind of just looking out just because I get sad talking about them. Like, yeah, it feels like 
and I wonder if Tiffany feels like this. Like, I feel like if we're talking about Tiffany and Daniel and Tiffany and her yeah. mom, it's kind of like, oh, fun. Yay. Anytime like, Ronald comes anytime in. Anytime Ronald comes in, it's like the nothing from the never ending story. Yeah, it sucks all the energy out of like, the room. Yeah. Yep. It just makes me sad. Because he, so he says, but I'm also making sacrifices. And sacrifices. He's got a job. I got a job as a bike mechanic. And um, and she's like, I I feel like I should be proud, but uh, he's doing just doing the things all men should do. And here's the thing: uh, he's even though he he might oh not Tiffany call said him, it yes Tiffany said he's like he's just doing what men should do. He, even though he might not say he's a recovering addict, he might say I used to be an addict from the re- rehab that he was in, but. It is a big deal Thank for you. him to be I, doing these kind of things. I wrote that same thing, too, that Tiffany is comparing him to whatever she says, quote, a, a normal, normal guy man. who she's been with but before. She, someone this who is, is an, addict, an addict, who is especially a gambling addict with money, someone who is working a job and making a job and not gambling that yeah. money. That's a big that's fucking a, deal. And it's a big deal. And she should take. She should acknowledge that and you not say. You whistled a little bit from your tooth. You went. She should. I'm gonna get it fixed. Thank you for talking about my broken tooth. <laughs> Gopher from Winnie the Pooh. She should. She shall. She shall. I can't do it because she shall. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Thanks, Lispy. <laughs> Lispy, welcome to Lispy and, and Whistly, and your ridiculously large welcome tongue to, hey. that makes it hard to speak. No man ever complained about that. Oh God, don't ever do that again. You can the show your is, nipple, and I can't stick out my tongue. It's too wide and it's too heavy. It needs like about a, like it needs like an inch cut off. I can of touch it. my tongue. Ooh, I can touch I can my nose. You can't touch your nose. Oh, I can't. I can't. Ooh, your nose is bigger than mine too, so that helps. <laughs> wow. Um. Anyway, so she, Ronald needs, and I wrote down Ronald just needs validation. He needs a lot, but in this relationship, Ronald needs validation more than anything else. Right they, now, they both need validation, and what instead of asking for "Do not see my side," they both end up doing the comparing game. Yeah, of my I she did even this. says I've I sacrificed that. a lot. Did I not make a sacrifice? That's like, me. I've sacrificed. She's like, that's me seeing your point of view. Because Ronald even says, not can you really. see my point of view? And Tiffany never says, that's not oh, really I it. can see your point of view. She goes on the defensive. It's like, fuck your point of view. Right. You're not seeing my... And it's just... They need a really good couples therapist that does some like Harville Hendrix shit they need, with them. They need, an, they need not to be together. They need not to be together. That's horrible, you guys. That's horrible, especially as an advocate, but they need to not be They together. And the thing is... It's a bang, it was a bang trip. It and was I, a bang trip. It was a bang trip. And the thing is, I think Tiffany realizes, unless Ronald really changes his ways, they will, they will never be able to co-parent and be friends. No. Tiffany no. knows she'll be fine without Ronald, but she also knows Ronald will never be fine without her. That's true. And she's carrying that. And, t- and she subconsciously taking care of him. I also and trying think to make it work. that Ronald Tiffany, I want to hug you sometime. We, and I don't. And this word's overused, but I but I want to use it. We 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 know a lot of toxic men in the 
in the 20, 24 hour universe, 90 day the universe. 90 day. Um, Ronald's up there. Just, he's bad. He's it's it's I, it's I not say like he's a bad. It's he's not just, like an Andrew bad. It's not like no. a Mark. It's not even like a Paul. Not like an Ed. It's um because I don't think he has. I a, think it's being there in that culture. I don't from, think of, it, I don't think Ronald has a bad heart. Where those men I just described, I think, kind of are insidious. I don't yeah. think that's Ronald. I think Ronald, where it comes to men, where women and men, his women toxicity and comes from. He's just broken yeah and un, it's un, and it's i don't think he's fully processed he doesn't need to be with anybody no he needs to work on himself more and y'all there's shit in ronald's past we don't know yeah i agree and he's i think too shy to talk there's, about and the it's show. very different too from where ronald grew up and where sinjin grew up sinjin sinjin grew up in kind of like middle class Ronald did not. He did not. And it's a very different place. It is a different place. Um, Ronald grew up in my friend who poverty. was a flight attendant said there were uh, the places where you would the the most she a woman she said the places where we would be most scared of going out were never like the scary like places you'd think. She's like Cape Town and Johannesburg. Always. Really? Where you felt like you were going to get raped. Wow. Yeah, she's like not not mostly. It wasn't by like uh, black people. It was mostly the white people. But yet the the story they've told with yeah. Yep. Somewhere else should turn. Yep. Wow, um, that, again, Poodle just ending it on a good note. Brandon just, and Julia. Brandon <sighs> and Julia. Um, we have an update. I want to do two updates actually, because uh, I asked last time. Um. What is the deal with like Seinfeld? What's the deal with immigration? Wait, I do. Before you, I, you want to read the update, I just want to say, because I think this is important. Tiffany does say about Ronald, she's like, I want to be proud of him, but I can't. That's for Tiffany to process. Yeah. If you can't be proud of somebody, that's your shit. You need to work on that. And there was something else I wanted to say. Um, oh, Ronald apologized at the end. and It's all half-hearted, though. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry I talked to you about that. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, now, so, so I don't Brandon, want to talk about Brandon and Julia, and I keep bringing up Tiffany. So Brandon and Julia, uh, I asked, we, we kind of threw this out saying, are people deported with who, who don't get green cards, oh, yeah. who are married? Mm-hmm. Uh, this came from a sissy immigration and attorney. Immigration attorney. Sissy M, we'll call her. M. Um, For immigration. Immigration. Uh and so she said, I don't have inside info about specific couples going on, but I can advise generally. Um, if the green card is denied, so if Julia's green card was denied, the person is no longer authorized to stay, but it is not under an order of deportation. So she wouldn't be deported immediately. So that's a jump that the show or they are making. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, they're, they're trying to raise stakes that aren't here. This is more interesting. Brandon and Julia's, however, will be granted because they are heads and shoulders above the usual fake slash paid marriage, the dating records, the church wedding, etc. Sounds like their interviewer said it would be approved, but for clarifying if one more form is required. Things did change a lot under the last administration, so there are plenty of moving parts. The form they referenced was the Affidavit of Support, which shows that someone can support you until you work 40 quarters, which means straight 10 straight years. Brandon may not make enough, so that was probably completed by his parents. 
They would have had, uh, they would have otherwise left the interview with a conditional green card. So they needed one more form that the person didn't know about. Mm. So in other words, she said it's it's conditional because they have been married less than two years. That makes sure people aren't fly by night. She's uh, she'll still have to come back and prove they're still married, or if not, that the marriage was in good faith. Um, she says, "I've written enough. L- let me know if I can provide any more details." So, wow, thank you, Sissy M. We also had someone um, in our. You in know, our- I feel like that's good for you to know an immigration attorney. <laughs> I yes. still think a ninety day might happen for Ooh. Poodle. Maybe you should go on a ninety day. Site. Come on, Italian man, or or even better, Colombia, Colombia, <sighs> Colombian men, y'all. That's true. Um, I also Sissy Eva. Who mm-hmm. is actually a moderator in our, in our Facebook group, the Mod Squad? Come uh, on, some sissy squad. We have um, fun in we have there. Fun in there. A lot of she fun. She said, "I'm I'm a nine day fiance," and uh, she was talking about how she's like, honestly, if you have all the right paperwork and you get your shit together, uh, what I've been told from everybody, you're going to be fine with with getting your green card. So she said, "This is mostly show and drama driven. All of these." So we well, and what's the point? Why are we here talking about them? Thanks, <laughs> exactly. Poodle. If words don't mean anything, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, the, we're, we're we're saying though we're, we'll talk about it, but I just I, no, yeah, I just I hate being BS'd, and this storyline is BS. It does seem like that now. Yeah. Anyway, so. Y'all, I have one thing I want to talk about. They're in the kitchen. Betty is, again, same old same. Feeding the animals. Why is there a big, huge television on their kitchen table? It's enormous. It's enormous. It makes no sense. Remember those little, tiny, black and white televisions people would put on their tables? Yeah, but... Their kitchen is so cluttered. There is not room for any. This house is is an enormous television. This is a hoarder's home. I agree. I think. Um... And so anyway, they're animals, animals, animals. That's the Let's that's all the only feed the that's the only comedy in this segment was when fuck Julia, fuck you, Mister Cow, fuck you, horse, fuck you. We do find out that Julia has a design degree. That was cool. Um, Good for her. I did not know that before. So she has a design degree, and she wants to work for a designer, or but she's going to meet. With she the wants wedding to work. Partner. See that building day that after day, day after day after day. So she. She's gonna wants to put her degree to use, and so she found a wedding planner in Richmond, and she's gonna meet with this wedding planner to talk about wedding planning. Yeah, <laughs> she so, says planning a lot. That's why I said that way. Um, so she goes to talk to Christine, and she's going without Brandon, which is a big just deal her. for Christine her. Christine is gorgeous, by the way, and so Christine Christine has this kind of like. The kind of wigs that look really good on Poodle. Yeah, short. Where it's like short and just all kind of one side. And it's mm-hmm. like asymmetrical. Asymmetrical, let y'all. Like kind of like a like a, a more hip Didi Rivette wig. Yeah. That is it's your a best lot more. wig. It's the short ones. I mean, you really kind of wear, it's kind of what your hair is now. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe you could do like a really blunt short on the side and grow out and like just really kind of like lean into your lesbian hairness. I'm okay with that. I kind of think you should. Like a female talk show host in the late 80s, early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Yeah. Attitudes. Attitudes. <laughs> Y'all, attitudes with Linda Dano and that other woman. 
if you haven't YouTubed it, it's pretty glorious. Oh, that television was different back then. It was. Things were just not. And Linda Dan was like, mm, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> if you watch the SNL sketch, that's everything you need. Did they to do say. a sketch of that? Yes. Oh wow. It's everything you need. Is to that say. with what's her name? Nora Dunn and Jane Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks, who's dead. Yeah. The good. Why did Jan Hooks die? Breast what, cancer. Good? You said good. No, I didn't say good. Oh, I thought you went yeah, good. The, no, I was talking about. I didn't. I didn't say it was good that Jan Hooks died. I know. Okay, I was making sure. <laughs> Who are <laughs> Jesus? I'm just making sure. Anyway, so anyway. she is. Uh, she is talking about uh, talking about Christine. She's like, so I work for a waiter. I work for a judge. She meant, or she work. Mm. She was say, she was saying it in a way that where the where the woman Christine could understand her, but it's exactly what Brandon was saying. Is um, she's like, what's the kind of guy who says gavel? You go to prison. You go to oh a judge. A judge. <laughs> she's like, and so you she, don't want to play pyramid with your wedding planner. No, y'all. you don't. And she um, said, and then Julia says, but um, but now I work for a farm. And she went. Huh? I know. It was a and the the thing you guys is yes, you can understand Julia. That's not the problem. But if Julia is going to be be careful with that tambourine. It's true. If Julia I'm afraid I'm gonna make make a sound, I'm gonna go just gonna go Wee Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Um But the idea that uh, to be someone who's going to be working with clients and and trying to kind of lead a client. You don't something. want a client saying, you know, bouquet. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. You, you want to be very clear. So, Especially y'all, a wedding planner, we've said this before, that is for some people, for a lot of people, one of the most important days of their life yeah. when they're also the most stressed. Yep. Yep. You want someone that communicates I don't, very I don't clearly. Think, I don't think Julie is going to be good under stress like that. That even if she had a mastery of the English language, I don't think she's good under stress. Yeah. That's a we- really good point. And I think she'll freak out. I think. Yeah, and I think it's just going to take her some time. And I think she's doing the best idea. She's and the so Christine says network, meet people, and maybe she maybe she's con- maybe she works some weddings. She she, you know, she gets paid on the table to do some stuff for yeah, weddings. Yeah, I mean. I didn't say that, but, Because Christine you know. even says a big part of wedding planning is calming the people yeah. in the wedding. I believe that. I've I, worked, wait, I I've to... worked with some high-riding bitch wedding coordinators. Oh, oh, yeah, I've been a wedding coordinator, not because I wanted to be, but <clears throat> I want you to think about that. Imagine Julia trying to calm someone. No. She goes, it's fine. It's, it's I think she, it would get her stressed out. I, I don't think she would be good at it at all. Yeah. Maybe like um, the pretty, making things pretty. I, like, I liked it when Christine says, uh, it's a long road and it's not just table linens and pretty things. And I think Julia really still does think that being a wedding planner is table linens and pretty things. Because th- really a wedding planner... Isn't as much as a designer, they hire the floors. Yep. They hire the designers. It's pretty grotty. It's like a, it's like a contractor yeah. for a home. And making sure everything goes according to plan. Yeah, you want a lesbian stage manager as your exactly. wedding planner. That's exactly. what you want. Yeah. 
Because you know what? Everything's going to come off really well uh-huh. or someone's going to On pay. time. <laughs> She's going to call the wedding at 12.01 and you're going to do it at 12.01. And because you're scared of her. Because you're scared of her. You um, should be scared of your wedding planner. I agree. I agree with that. Um, so they get Or at home. least the florist that they should all be scared of them. Yeah, yeah the people working for it. So they, she comes home. Uh, Brandon's playing video games, of course, because that's all he does. And... Uh, and that we're we're now Christine does to continue to practice your English. She does yes. that. And I think this is we just this is a good point, but where we talked about maybe a business writing class where she learns about or a conversational English class that in a nice way people correct her. Saying it's not this. Because yeah. Brandon's gonna say you don't you don't say that and you're gonna say it in a in, a, a in more of a way. school way, you're open to criticism. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And but yeah, if she wants to do something where she's working with people, yes, it's you have your your English has to be really good. Maybe I should take classes instead of you correcting me. Okay, great. Okay. But less I have to do. <laughs> what would you want me to take? They a better. Class they in? better. We'll have to have evaluation. <laughs> Lots of things. History. <laughs> Geography. <laughs> what? I want the geography be. Common I'm movies. <laughs> common movies from the 90s that don't involve Haley Mills that, or 80s. That's fair. That one's fair. Um, I'll take that class. And just one called general knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if we had like a week, <laughs> I'd make you read the encyclopedia. Not familiar. <clears throat> I know. Did you buy your encyclopedias at the grocery store? We did. No, you said you, no. We bought them from like a traveling salesperson, and that that oh, that that's right. Yeah, and I was like, someone actually came to your house. Yeah, people used to be encyclopedia. They would come like once a year. Oh, here comes the encyclopedia person. Wow, we live too far out rurally. Oh yeah, somebody we were too far. Yeah, we, uh-huh. You lived in a neighborhood though, right? Yeah, we lived too. Our nearest neighbor was a mile away. yes yes um anyway so she's still she's like uh and brandon's like well you know maybe you can talk to my friend melanie and she goes who you know my girl girl who's a friend and i and And then we hear like that and and julia said (laughs) so her eyes just start going. You see the blood coming in the whites of her eyes, and it just starts and then to swirl. This is this is what makes her sound so fucking provincial. It's just she comes off as a ridiculously jealous, silly girl. Yes. Every time she's twenty eight years old, you guys, or twenty five. No, Yara's twenty five. Julia's twenty eight. That's what it is. Okay, but I she, thought Yara's twenty eight. I think you're wrong. I. No, because Yara is younger than Julia. That's established. I like that we're not even experts on the show we've seen on the that we've actually, <laughs> uh, the content that's actually been shown no. to us. Like it says their age at the beginning of every episode. I think Julia is older than Yara. That's been established. Um, I but, hope. So I hope that's she's wrong. like she's so she's your friend. She's she ugly? Is she ugly? 
And she's like, no, she's not. Uh, she's like, so she's beautiful. And he knows he's trapped. Uh, she's not uh, ugly or uh, beautiful. PlayStation, PlayStation. I'm playing a video now, game. we see Melanie in a preview for later on. She's cute. She's a pretty girl. She so, uh, It's not going to go good. Yeah. Anyway. And she's like, she's like, maybe she's gonna, maybe she's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I am girl. You and, ever uh, date Melanie? You ever date Melanie? Oh, so this He's is like, no, that's crazy. Good answer. And then she says, maybe she cared about you, and you know nothing about it. He's so that's her like, explanation. She's like, you can't trust women again. So between um. Who, what was the, what was the, when I said about a Lucy plot, was that Extreme Sisters? Yeah, that was for Patrice yeah. and Patrix. So between Julia and Patrice and Patrix, we are, Patrika, we are taking women back to the 50s. Because yeah. you cannot be friends with yeah. men. If there is a pretty woman, she will steal your man. Women are terrible and foxy. Yeah. Um... So she, she's like, I don't, then she says, I don't care about what happened in your past. I am your future now. So evidently he can't have any friends who he knew before her. I and y'all, I don't think this part is produced. I think she No, is this just, is her. This, this is her. her. She is Gus. This just This is she her. Says, I'll go meet Melanie it's, because I don't trust girls. It is the most narrow minded, selfish, provincial way of being uh That's gotta be great for her to be a wedding planner working with a lot of women. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. And I don't. And I, and I think she does want to have children one day. I wonder what that'll be like. Will she be jealous of her child? No, I don't think she'll be jealous of her child. Or, or I don't. I don't know. Or if 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 he's gone for something, but she will tell her daughter that all men will fuck her over and not to ever trust men. Probably. Yep. And she'll say, "And don't trust women either." Yeah. Yep, yeah, you're right. She probably, probably, which maybe her mom did to her. Good mothering. Yeah, I want to really. still meet her parents. I want to meet her parents, and I want to meet. I know we saw them on the, but yeah. like, I really want to meet Yara's parents. Oh, there's a story. There, there. Come on, because we haven't even seen. We no, we saw them. We did. Maybe we did. I bet Yara's mother. Yara's mother. If she, if she is not the um um, what's that that French actor? If she's not the 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 French actress, the one the woman um Madame Clifco. No, what's her name? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. You're digging yourself into a hole. The woman You who, need to come up with uh, uh, not John Bonet. Um the woman um uh Julie No. She was in the uh the Umbrella movie. Umbrellas of Cherbourg, Catherine Deneuve. Yeah, that Catherine Deneuve. Madame Clico. <laughs> We need to end the show. <laughs> the cat, I feel like I, her mother I feel, be I feel like I'm here with Julia right now. <laughs> I feel like her mom would be the Catherine Deneau of Russia. Are you crazy? Deneuve. That's what I said. <laughs> Y'all, that's the show. You can go to Reality Games Podcast. I'm done with off. you. I'm done. Can't you get on a plane? <laughs> no, I'm going to no! be here for another. Drive! 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 Y'all, go to our website. You could also uh, come at us on Cameo. Poodle's got some Civil War letters he's got to do. 
And one today. Uh, did yeah. you get your saloon girl outfit? Did we decide no, on a name? No, I haven't bought yet? it yet. Did we decide on a we name? We decided on a name. Oh, what is it? I'm, I'm still not certain about how I'm going to do the saloon girl cameos. Um, I think it is Miss Poodleine McClanahan. Oh, I like it. Uh, I like that a lot. Miss Poodleine. Poodleine McClanahan. There was a middle name. I'm trying to think. Come you on. You know, it's name. perfect. It sounds somebody who's common, trying to be wealthy, and that's, yes. that's you. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite common, y'all. Um, also, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If we you don't appreciate know that. what to write. Say, keep going, going queens. queens. Anything else, poodle? We need to let them know about. No, <laughs> she's so done with me right now. I'm so done with you. <laughs> So done with you. <laughs> Y'all, oh. we call these people lonely hearts because Poodle, oh, are we all just lonely, lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? Yes. <laughs> and if you left a good job in the city, Rolling, 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 rolling on the real Shoot. Call us. <laughs> that was too much. fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 